the impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those knuckleheads of liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We are coming at you on April 13th, 2022, a few steps ahead of the tax man, and just sort of staggering through this Biden administration. Boy, I tell you, uh, just blunder after blunder. And uh, this this one, we're going to focus a little bit on uh, borders and, uh, and, of course, more Biden. But before we get to that, let me introduce you to our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon, the word Brathwaite, last word in Liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. In our upper right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a an unshaven pilot in the state of California. <laughs> 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 and uh, my name is Jason McKee, and I'll be your host today. <clears throat> so, uh, boy, I tell you, uh, you know, you... Yeah, having that shaving reference makes me think of disheveled, and that's exactly what our border situation is right now. Just, just a mess. <laughs> and um, I, I tell you, the uh, uh, the well, as bad as things have been on the border, they're about to get worse because apparently this uh, Title Twenty Two decision that's recently come out, forty two or forty two, excuse me, forty two. Yes. Uh, and we have an image for that, too. That might help me keep the numbers right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Biden's Title 42 immigration decision will create a national catastrophe, according to, to Fox on this one. But um, essentially, uh, this uh, Title 42 has allowed them to keep people out uh, during the COVID situation, I believe. And now yes. they're about to just open the borders and say, OK, any any constraint we've had at all or restraint, whatever, uh, which which they really haven't had that much. I mean, they've been shipping people in despite COVID quite a bit. Uh, and uh, now I guess it's just uh, free for all, it sounds like. Um, <clears throat> but uh, that's that's coming up. And, uh, you know, boy, I, I tell you, it's, uh, uh, it's like a go signal to the rest of the world, I guess, to, to come here. And, um, and just as a side note on that issue, um, Governor DeSantis, it looks like, is is uh, one of the southern governors who's trying to, uh, I guess, give his state as much relief as possible. And so they're suing the Biden administration uh, uh, over uh, some of this directly sending people to Florida. But anyways, I, I, let me let me uh, get your guys uh, reactions to this. What do you guys think about this uh, just complete disarray at the borders? Well, you know. To be honest, and I, I mean this in all seriousness, I don't know why this is not criminal conduct, okay? It is true that people have come in and uh, um, have tried to come across that southern border from, from God knows when, maybe since the founding of the country. But what is happening right now is we have an administration who is actively making policy or removing policy that allows people to come into the country. That is in encouraging the criminal conduct of people crossing our border and, and creating this horrible mess. Now look at this Title 42 business right now. That, uh, that used to allow, well, it allowed um, the border agents to expel people almost immediately to avoid any communicable diseases from entering the United States. But now they're going to even remove that. 
So there are no constraints about expelling people who are here illegally. Why is this not criminal conduct? Why are we encouraging people to just walk across the border? Government policies actually encouraging criminal conduct. Why is this not impeachable of, of, of Joe Biden? We, we, we the, the, um, the House of Representatives impeached Donald Trump because he supposedly encouraged the people to enter the Capitol, even though Trump said something completely different. But that was their, their, their logic. Now we have government policy encouraging people. We used to have the Remain in Mexico policy. Even that they want to remove. Why is this not criminal conduct? Unimpeachable. Why? I don't understand this. I'll, I'll answer that question. Because the <laughs> Democrats wanted to reduce the motivation to impeach the stupid president because they knew right behind that stupid president would be a psychopathic president to take over. <laughs> they guaranteed the, the part the ticket that way. They got a president that's a moron and a vice president that's a psychopath so there you go who, who wants you know who, who's number three probably another <laughs> idiot the, number, no, the, the person after the vice president is um, nancy pelosi yeah, so it's scary all yeah. around uh, you got the crypt keeper right behind <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the so, two brainless wonders so, so who, who's who's motivated to impeach biden i mean maybe they'll think <laughs> I don't want to be out of the frying pan and into the fire. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> throwing it out there. I'm trying to answer your question is, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I can see that. Too. I can see that as yeah. smart and as silly as I can think at the same time. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, just correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding is it's the federal government's job to secure the borders around the entire nation is, is yes. this a constitutional Yes. job power of the federal government is that am i correct in that land yes you, yes you have yeah. they have this sort of, on that? immigration they have sole authority yes yes okay so <laughs> in that light i can see why florida wants to sue the federal government because it's not their job to keep uh people out of their state you know it's although arizona is is a situation where a sheriff at least stepped in and said, if they're not going to do their job under the constitution i'm going to have to do it and and probably other states throughout, you know, that were, um, you know, not not putting up with this nonsense. Um, so I can see why Florida wants to sue the federal government. And good luck to them. And that's all I have to say about that. Well, you know, to sort of dovetail onto what you guys were talking about, as far as who has the authority, uh, this is one of the questions that came up in a press conference with uh, Jen Psaki as far as, um, you know, they, they were essentially saying some of these uh, people, some of these states are getting frustrated. And so uh, aside from suing, um, they, they're also uh, doing things like, uh, and maybe we could bring the image up for this one, uh, but uh, uh, Governor Greg, uh, Greg Abbott of Texas is essentially saying, okay, well, you know, if you guys are essentially going to be uh, allowing for this uh, huge influx uh, into my state and other states here, uh, then, you know, because you're telling us this is all such positive, well, uh, you know, how about we share some of that utopia with you guys by just busing them straight to D.C.? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. you know, that question came up in the press conference, 
And Jen Psaki was saying, well, you know, uh, he has no authority to be able to put these people on buses. And uh, since that point, I guess they, they had to soften the stance that it'll be a, a voluntary, you know, step that if these uh, migrants want to get on the buses, then then I guess they can ship them there. But um, <clears throat> but the, the point is, it's it's like uh, they're, they're not doing their job. There's literally uh, laws that say there's certain constraints about coming over the border. And certainly as libertarians, we can argue about the, the the efficacy and maybe you know what situations we should have for more open borders potentially but but the issue is here we clearly have laws they're not being enforced <laughs> and um and uh you know and so if you, you try to do something uh to stem that then suddenly the federal government is going to crack down on the the it seems like the law-abiding people <laughs> Right, not the people who are breaking the law, but the law-abiding people. So it's just kind of crazy, and of course that that's uh, also you know takes it back a little bit to this issue with uh, in Florida. It's not just that people are coming across the border; it's literally that the Biden administration is shipping people to certain places. So like they, they they may be shipping people in the middle of the night into Florida and. Uh, essentially uh, just dropping all these migrants there on that state. So uh, this is, uh, you know, kind of, you know, a, you know, sort of like the federal government can do it, but the states can't do it. It's, uh, anyways, uh, throw it back to you guys. But this gets back to the point of active encouragement. They are actively encouraging this. Not only they're actively encouraging people to cross the border, they are, they are also giving illegal aliens, illegal immigrants, aid and comfort in their, in their law-breaking. They're shipping people all over the place in the in the dark of the night. They're sh- New York, Florida, all over the place. They're shipping these people. And why? I, I still go back to my original question: Why is this not criminal conduct? You're encouraging law-breaking people, people who are already breaking the law, to continue to break the law, and you are helping them. You're assisting them. You're 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 you're, you're giving them aid and comfort, and nobody is doing anything about it. But making making it easier for people to cross our borders why is this not illegal conduct i don't know and i don't understand hmm. well um, apparently, <laughs> apparently uh what's good for the goose is not so good for the gander and uh, the uh the federal government's uh, not going to have any of that send them our way you know not in my backyard nibby nibby not in my nimby nimby not yeah. in my backyard. You're not going to send any of them, them dirty, nasty, old uh, uh, um, illegal aliens coming in here. Those immigrants, we don't want them here. We're going to put them in Florida. Now, that's a good place. We'll punish you guys, Mr. DeSantis, and your uh, you can't say gay stuff. We'll teach you for telling everybody they can't say gay. We'll, we'll give you a lesson or two because we are the federal government and we get to you know, coerce at will. Yeah. Now, Constitution yeah. be damned. Yeah. Now, it is true. It is true. The federal government has sole authority over immigration. Okay. That is people actually entering the country. But they don't have the sole authority in terms of where they ship the people after they cross the border illegally. They don't have that. Yeah. That, I don't that's... know how this how this is going to all, all play out. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is really kind of crazy, sick stuff that's going on here. Seriously. Well, one of the crazy things I thought too is uh, you know you go back to 
uh, Obama and Trump uh, when they were president. And Obama um, actually used executive orders to allow for, um, in, in some cases, for more migrants to come in. I mean, he also actually uh, had a large amount of people held in private facilities as well. So, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that about Obama as well, yes. that he was uh, essentially holding a lot of uh, illegal immigrants in, in cages, essentially, yes. that the yes. uh, Trump administration eventually uh, used too. But uh, the, it, it's funny because Obama uh, was essentially using an executive order, I believe, to allow for the, the dreamers, I believe, to uh, have extra access. And the. It's not, uh, it's not DACA. It's a, oh, it was a DACA. DACA. Okay. DACA. Yes, yeah. Yes. And and then uh, the, the, the crazy thing was Trump came in and tried to reverse that with an executive order. And then they told him he couldn't do it because he, he had to go through a review process that Obama didn't do for his executive order, apparently. So it's just kind of crazy. But I guess it's all about the politics of, of who you are in there. Um, but uh, yeah, let, let me shift gears a little bit and uh, take us uh, to Ukraine, uh, another place where there's, I guess, a a border dispute, but uh, something we, we kind of want to talk about for a while on the show, and we just haven't gotten to it, is the issue, uh, this is sort of our libertarian corner issue today, but um, when you are a country at war, um, at what point should the, the government ever be responsible for, for potentially censoring news, uh, even if it's in the name of removing so-called propaganda and what we saw in uh this case is uh apparently this is a story from a while back from reuters but uh you know britain uh they, they actually put a ban on russia tv and um and then of course that had a possibility of retaliation occurring in russia too on the bbc but uh, we saw similar things happening in canada where they were also uh, banning some of the rt stuff and i i don't believe the u.s ever banned the rt uh, Russian uh, Russia today is, I guess, what it's called. They did not. Is, they, they did yeah. not. But, you know, from a libertarian perspective, you know, I mean, isn't it up to the people to be smart enough to figure this stuff out for themselves? Because I, 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 the point is, if you shut off communication from the other side, then, uh, you know, is, is there really a chance to ever come to common understandings or common you know, perspectives? Anyways, I'll throw that out to you guys. What do you guys think about this whole bit? And Oh, and by the way, there's been some recent stuff too about apparently the United States also pushing some propaganda at the beginning of this war too to uh, kind of, you know, balance the scales against Russia a little bit on this too. So anyways, uh, what, what do you guys think about that? Uh, okay, well, I, I see Leon hesitate to give me the, the go-ahead, so I'm going to go ahead. Um, <clears throat> I, I think this uh, speaks to the uh, dumbing down of the educational uh, system in the United States, and probably Britain too, uh, um, to, um, to, to get citizens that, are, that, that, that think that during time of war, the governments are going to give them accurate information. Everybody lies and everybody should be lying. Um, they sh the government should be uh, giving false information and the, the false information should appear to be legit and official and the media outlets should run with it and get it out there so that the, everybody thinks that the government's going to do this instead, they're going to do that. And that's just art of war 1A. That's all that is. Um, art of war 1A. And everybody that had you know 
a decent education will realize that everything you get from your government, from their government, from everybody's governments, gonna be, you better take it with a grain of salt because it's likely to be um, erroneous on purpose. And uh, so to, to stop everybody, you know, I mean, you can do it if you want, I guess. If so, it's you, you're you're going to ban the other guys' disinformation, and just so that you can get yours out there. Well, maybe maybe that's a good idea too. I don't know, uh, but it kind of it kind of doesn't necessarily help. Maybe what you want. Sometimes you want to have their disinformation out there too i mean it depends on your goal but it's warfare i i worry more about the disinformation that's sent out not during times of war that's the part i get kind of up uh, up my panties in a bunch about it's not the stuff during warfare because during warfare gloves come off and anything you get from the government is probably going to be uh something they want you to think but it's not what's going to happen leon what do you think well, I am I am very leery of of censorship of any kind, and but the question before us is that is any form of censorship appropriate during times of war? And I I would say no to that. I would tend to say no to that for the following reason: is that government once given powers, they they they, they try not to give it back. Look at what happened during the COVID. They, they had they, they, they seized this bunch of power from us. They took away our liberties. And now we're trying to get it back. And is even that, even that is problematic in getting it back from them, from which was our own liberties they took away. And we can't even get that back fully. So I would say no. Government should not be allowed to censor almost on. Um, I mean, I can't think of any good condition under which which government should be allowed to censor. There's one answer and one answer to, um, to, to this information. It is good information. The, the answer to, to su suppressed speech is more speech. You could only sanitize bad information or disinformation with good information, not government censorship. So I would say no, even in times of war, I would say no. Okay, but uh, let me clarify. Um, I think uh, what I was saying, based on uh, what Leon just said, uh, which I totally agree with. So, what what I'm uh, the example is going to be here. Um, so, the the English government, England, um, bans the RT in England. So then um, they okay. So so now Russia doesn't get to broadcast in England. Okay. Then Russia um, retaliates and bans the BBC. So now England has lost the ability to propagandize to the Russian people with right. their propaganda. And Russia's also lost the op opportunity to propagandize to the British people with their propaganda. So where, so I guess I'm cynical as can be. I'm a super cynic because I am assuming that both governments are going to be full of BS, Bravo, Sierra, and that um, the uh, um, but the opportunity is gone or or limited when they start censoring each other. 
So in that sense, I'm agreeing with Leon. At the same time, I'm agreeing with the long dead Sun Tzu and his art of war tactics. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, it, it is uh, <clears throat> something I think is, is, is just a citizen. I mean, I think we, we ought to be appalled when our government is, is literally uh, at least trying to propagandize us. And I, I almost feel like maybe we should be appalled, too, if they're trying to propagandize people in other places in the world, too. You know, I mean, I, I would hope that we're acting in a virtuous way in this country and not, not in an unvirtuous way where we have to lie to people about what we're doing <laughs> you know, to get them to, to come along with us. Right. I mean, I don't feel like our government should have to trick people in other parts of the world to agreeing with them. I, I would hope that our, our case for what we're doing is virtuous enough that the truth can do it. Right. So, uh, boy, so boy, I, you are not uh, cynic enough. Uh, there, Jason. You, you, uh, you, uh, I don't know. I, I think it might be a little uh, naive uh, to think that. I, on the other hand, am, 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 would be appalled if the government actually told us the truth. That would appall me. I mean, that, I don't know, not in a bad way. It surprised me. It would shock me. It well, would, then you should um, love the people we have in there now. <laughs> well, I love them, yeah. well, I mean, I don't, I don't, it's not, it's not whether I love them or hate them. Uh, <clears throat> although actually I do hate them, but, uh, uh, it is that, um, you know, what do I expect from them? So it, it's safe to say that when it comes to the government, I expect the least from them, which is why the founders put shackles on them or tried to with the constitution. It, you know, it's obviously been an abject failure, unfortunately, but at least they tried and, and at least there's some little shreds of it here or there, you know, maybe a thread, maybe a, a dental floss instead of a chain that holds the, the, the arm or the leg of government pinned down to something or, or other thing. But it's all gone crazy, unfortunately. You know, but the um, but Jason, to, to to your point, the only way the only way we could get propaganda coming from the government is one of two ways: either the government is directly funding um, institutes of of of, um, of of information like NPR, which we should not be funding, or we have a complete breakdown of journalistic standards, which we have right now. So those are the only ways that um, that the government can really propagand us, uh, uh, dis disseminate propaganda to us or auto or auto foreign foreign uh foreign countries so the whole point is is to make sure two things number one we don't have a breakdown of journalistic standards and number two we got to stop funding um um media outlets like npr and that's the only way out of if those two things stay as they should if those things stay as they should then we won't have to worry about the propaganda well, quite frankly, I'm reminded of D-Day. <laughs> I'm reminded of D-Day, June 6, 1944, when <clears throat> uh, the, the Germans didn't know where we were going to land. They knew we were coming. They knew there was buildup of, of troops and munitions and tanks and jeeps and stuff. And um, uh, they didn't know where, though, so there was a lot of feigning by the federal government as to where, a lot of fake stuff, okay? No. Um, you know, to, to allow the Germans, including, um, uh, um, what is it, um, communications that were um, 
oh, secretized. What's the word? Um, help me out, Leon or Jason. Um, encoded, encoded covert. transmissions, covert, you know, um, secretized, in, in, encrypted, encrypted transmissions to let them think that they that we were going to be here. Instead, we were going to be there. OK, and so if you were a journalist going, oh, wow, you know, uh, no, I think I don't think uh, they're going to go there. I think they're going to go on the beaches of Normandy, France, you know, and, and that's I'm going to write that in my thing. And hey, Germans, you know, this is why I think I think it's because of A, B, C, D and E. And uh, you see what I'm saying? It's like sometimes in, in, in times of war, you, you don't, not only do you not expect to get correct information, you don't want to get correct information. You want the enemy to get the incorrect information that you well, got. That, yeah, but that, that, that brings up, a, I guess, a, a little bit of a distinction here. And are we talking about like an actual strategic battle plan? In which case, like if Geraldo Rivera is embedded with your with your military, and, he drew, and he's, and he's he scratching he out the map the on the yeah, staff, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You want to make sure you're feeding him bad information. But yeah. but I mean that's that's, that's about the specifics of the attack. What these people are doing is they're literally uh, uh, blocking information about just what's happening. I mean, literally, if there's atrocities okay. occurring after or it's if, happened. Whether, yeah, but potentially after, after it's happened, happened or okay. maybe after, reasons yeah, okay. about why you're going in too, you know, okay. and stuff like that. I mean, All if right. you're blocking them off, you can't even hear somebody say, hey, look, they did this to us. This is why we're doing it to you, right? Or something else like that, right? Yeah. So you can't even okay. hear the yeah, reason yeah, argument. Yeah. Good point. So, good, so I, I think, good point. If, yeah, it's I, after the, if it's after the fact stuff, yeah. if it's, you know, yeah, we invaded them uh, yesterday, June 6th, today, June 7th, and we, went, we hit them. Hit them at the beaches in Normandy, France. Uh, that's that's uh, yeah, that's off the table. That you know, that's off the table. It's past. It's history. It's done. At that time, it's in the history books. Done deal. Yeah. In other words, I don't. Yeah, I don't want any um, nonsense about that. Yeah. But but then but that raises the issue though. Would we would we still support freedom the freedom of speech if it's an actual battle plan that that is being disseminated? Right, and well, I think yeah, a plan of the future. Yeah, a, a plan that, for the future. future yeah, I would personally not support that. Only, yeah. only because you know, if if I if I'm rooting for my government, I guess if I want my government to fail, they fail enough as it is. Okay, they're thirty trillion in debt. That's failure to me. Yeah. Um, do I want them to fail? No, I do not want them to be in thirty trillion dollars in debt, and nor do I want the Germans to mass total defenses at Normandy uh, on June 6, 1944. I don't, I, none of those things, I do not want those things. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that makes sense if you're talking about something that is a very specific war and very specific time frame of battle. But one of the things you have to be careful about is some of these things are perpetual war, right? We're being told, you know, that oh, we're yeah. maybe under constant threat. And if that's the case, yeah. Then at some point, you know, you got to say, well, you know, this is crazy. I mean, we've essentially we've been in a war against COVID for quite a while, and and you know they're trying to there's shut us war, down. There's a war on terror. There's a war on terror that yeah. is supposed to be still yeah. ongoing. So yeah, so I I don't know. I mean, in some of these things, I definitely think you're right along, Tim. If it's a specific thing, but man, you know, you get to a point where if they try and spread this stuff out too long, then uh, you know, it can well, get yeah. kind of yeah, messy. I mean, you know. Yeah. I'm the I'm the first one to be against all this nonsense of this you know perpetual warfare that's been going on, but that's past history. 
You know, yeah, I'm not talking yeah. about, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm saying change the policy for the future, but it's based on the complete failure of it in the past. Ditto war on drugs. Yeah. Ditto gun control. Yeah. Well, let's uh, jump to, we're going a little over time, but uh, that's okay. This is our, not our, not our televised show. So uh, we'll jump to our knucklehead noise patrol now. And um, so that one, <laughs> who do we have? Of course, but Biden, uh, probably our most frequent knucklehead. <laughs> that he has to say. Uh, it'll be sad too, because if they decide he's uh, just completely bonkers and remove him, uh, uh, we'll have to find material from somebody else. Somebody else, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's just a constant source, but oh my gosh, he was at a, uh, let, let me get an image up for this. So he was uh, speaking uh, at a ceremony, uh, essentially celebrating uh, the appointment of Katanji Brown as the new uh, Supreme Court justice. And <laughs> while he was there near the end of the press conference, uh, he started to ramble and Joe Biden often does. He says, um, America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. And then he said, I will love, love, excuse me. I was in the foothills of the Himalayas with Xi Jinping traveling with him. That's when I, tra that's when I traveled 17,000 miles when I was vice president. I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> Somehow, that was a description of America in one word. In one word. In one word. Yeah, let's get it right. You know, when when history is written, you know, you, you, you would say a lot of things about Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump have said some very idiotic things, but never this incoherent. <laughs> but when history, when history is written, I think somebody is going to try to answer the question, how did this half senior man sit in his basement in Delaware and still beat a sitting president? I mean, this has to be some major feat that was accomplished. How? This man is so incoherent, senile, and totally at a loss, but yet he won the presidency against a sitting president. This is yeah. unbelievable to me. Well, I'm starting to feel like a bully because uh, I'm beating up on this poor guy. Uh, and, uh, you know, Leon's correct about everything he's saying. But at this point, I'm starting to think, I mean, this guy is so easy to beat up on. And I'm, I'm thinking I, I'm like I'm like the school bully, the big kid that, that had, uh, you know, hormones kick in uh, sooner than everybody else. And I'm beating up on the scrawniest kid in the in the on the uh playground and um you know it's it's just it's it's no fun anymore you know sports gone out of it well Tim, so, i would I don't agree know. with you if he wasn't sitting here uh essentially shoving his garbage down everybody's throat i mean this is a guy who's literally oh, yeah. forcing oh, people into their homes he's he's uh you know shutting down speech where he can he's just constantly stepping on people's rights so i it i i would agree with you if he was just sitting there having a cup of coffee minding his own business, yeah, yeah i would completely well, agree with you i i'm not gonna that doesn't mean i'm gonna stop bullying him i mean <laughs> just talking about bullying him was bullying him i mean the, the description of the scrawniest kid on on the school grounds is is bullying him uh you know so there you go i ain't done yet <laughs> yeah. 
As long yeah. as long as he's president, we cannot be done. Seriously, yeah. we can't be done. <laughs> well, we can't be done with the show, right, Jason? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he gives us new material all the time, but unfortunately, we don't have enough time to get to all of it today. So that's the end of our show today. But thanks so much for joining us. And until then, uh, stay until the next time. Stay free. Yes, indeed. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, always and forever. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. Find us on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, your favorite podcast network, and at knuckleheadsofliberty.com.